Hey, you guys, thanks for joining me today. This is Heidi St. John, and you have found me at the podcast. This is Heidi St. John's podcast, otherwise known as <laughs> The Busy, Busy Mom. Mom. And I'm here with Dorinda Wilson today. She is my uh, longtime friend and a mother of eight. I am a mother of seven. And for the last episode and this one, we've been talking about parenting teens. Yes. And actually, we got done doing the last one. We were like, well, that was cathartic. <laughs> I feel so much better. I feel so much better. <laughs> and I think that goes to the point that there's encouragement. Right. It's found in just talking to another mom who's like, oh my goodness. As we call it, kibitzing. Kibitzing. And we do a fair amount of we kibitzing. Do. We are kibitzing. I'm I'm a huge fan of, of kibitzing. We want to encourage you. Love right. the teen you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love the teen you have. You know, we should maybe rename this podcast. Love the teen you have. Uh, we got a question and we, we mm-hmm. like to answer them. We get right. lots and lots of questions over at Facebook, especially. Uh, you guys can post to our wall. And even if no one responds, we do see those. There's a few of our staff members that write those questions down and they go into categories. This one fell under the teen category. Right. right. And what do we got? Well, this question's from Wendy. Wendy. Woo, Hi, Wendy. Woo. She says her boy just turned 13. Now what? Wendy, listen, girl. Are you ready? You have arrived. That's right. We're excited for you. You're here. You've arrived at the teen years. You've made it. You haven't died. Potty training didn't kill you. You're okay, right? They've learned to eat their vegetables. We're excited for you. This is great. And now you're here and it's the teen years. And what do you do? Mm -hmm. And honestly, um, we're going to give you some really practical advice on how to shepherd your kids through this. But the truth is, you've you've entered the the house of hormones, right. otherwise known as the twilight zone. <laughs> otherwise known as the twilight zone. And I think we want to just encourage you. Uh, this is the time. This mm-hmm. is a time for resolve mm-hmm. and a time for you to really. Know. And a lot of parents, and I don't know if you, if you see this, Dorinda, but a lot of parents disengage. Yes. And there's the difference, the disengaging versus being intentional. Mm-hmm. We use that word a lot, but it's mm-hmm. such a good word. And yeah. to be an intentional parent of teens takes some serious um, thought, yeah. a lot of prayer. Um, and some multivitamins. And some multivitamins. Yeah, stock up. <laughs> Take some multivitamins. You're going to need it. I mean, yeah. I don't know about how yeah, your teens, uh, but, you know, I mean, I've got, couple, you know, some, several of my kids are out of the teenage years mm-hmm. now and some are more coming into mm-hmm. it. But I've really discovered they like to talk in the middle of the night. Right. They want to mm-hmm. come in and they, mm-hmm. when you're about ready to go to bed, they wake up. Right. Right. And then when you wake up in the morning, cause you got to do work, they want to sleep in. <laughs> Amen. Yep. We've yep. got three teen, teen boys and one teen girl at home right Hello. now. Hello. Yeah. You've so. been in the house of horrors. I mean, <laughs> hormones. <laughs> it's definitely, <laughs> definitely an interesting ride. That is yeah, for sure. It's really true. But and one of the things that I, I always, um, encourage you know, we talk a lot about putting our marriage first. Yes. Um, but also through these teen years, it is crucial that you and your husband are on the same page when it comes to um, the rules of the house, how things are going to be handled yeah. and approached. I found that with our boys, my husband has become a, a, an incredibly uh, useful resource for how to respond to them because he is a guy and he thinks like a guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, at one point we were we were leaving a restaurant once and I had spent the entire date night. Yes, you heard me right. <laughs> venting date about night? the what? children. You vented? We're looking at we're looking at the handsome producer of the podcast over there and he's like, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> And I had just gotten uh, done with about an hour of just venting and just saying how frustrated I was with these boys and I wasn't, you know, I'm not tracking with them. I don't get them, you know, and I'm, all these different things. And bottom line. Was this line, your husband's idea of date night? Uh, you know, <laughs> 
No, not, not probably wasn't. not. But he loves a happy wife, and that was this was the route to get there this time. Yeah. So was it? Was it? They say happy, happy wife, happy, happy life. life. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that, but there's some truth. To I, it. There is some truth to it. <laughs> so we're driving away, and all of a sudden he says to me, "Well, I I need to tell you something." And I said, "Okay." No. And he said, "I and I don't want to hurt your feelings." And I said, "Okay." And he said, "You need to use less words." <laughs> With the boys. <laughs> he said, the more you talk, the less they respect you. And well, I... that's just insulting. Well, you know, it was funny. How did women use less words? <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a struggle, believe me. <laughs> um, but he had a good point, And I always go back to that when I feel like I'm losing him. Right. You know, which is... Every, every day. Pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> I realize I just need to bullet point them. You know, just... Get you know, give them the bottom line. Mm-hmm. You need to do this or this. Right. This you know? doesn't happen. This is happening. Right. And mm-hmm. I say all that to say, um, talking things out as a couple about how you're going to handle things. A friend of mine said, she told her husband, we have got to be on the same page or they will eat us alive. <laughs> they I will. never forgot that. <laughs> and I thought it's true. And it's not even necessarily intentional, but they find the cracks. They do find the crack. And um, yeah, and we have to just be ready for that. I love this book. There's a book that my husband and I read several years ago. Um, by Joe White. It's called Sticking With Your Teen. Mm. And I thought, good title. Yeah. <laughs> I remember picking it up about 12 years ago. Like, right. okay, this is going to be important. Sticking with my teen. There's a quote in here from a parent who wishes to remain anonymous, which I find fascinating. <laughs> and uh, it says, the thing that parents must do if they're going to build a relationship and maintain a relationship with their child is they've got to give up the dream, <laughs> whatever that dream is. The child's not fulfilling. Now, this is important because I think as really parents, good. we have a we kind of an idea. Right. Don't we? As Expectations. What, there's that word again, mm-hmm. the E word. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're saying, give up the dream of whatever the child is not fulfilling. Rather, they have to work with the, with the child to fulfill whatever the child's dream could be or develop in them a passion or desire to do something. You give them everything that you can do to help them accomplish all of that. And then you say to them, whatever you become, I'm going to love you. And whatever you don't become, I'm going to love you. Mm-hmm. And wow, if that's not the truth. I think sometimes as parents, you know, we have this idea. We have this, Jay and I had this vision for one of our kids that they were going to become this amazing, you know, musician. We felt like we gave them, you know, every opportunity. And that particular child just never did the work. Right. Never Didn't did. own it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Never did own it. And and one day we were praying like, what do you like? Because mm-hmm. we feel like we've given you this opportunity. We put this in front of right. you. put that in front of you. You're not really... And he's and he when when he explained to us what he wanted to do, it just wasn't it was just different. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like what you and I were saying. I think sometimes parents need to let our their our own dreams die, right? And ask the Lord, okay, Lord, give show us what your dreams are mm-hmm. for this child, which mm-hmm. hopefully you've instilled in the child, mm-hmm. and then realize they're going to change, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Dorinda, if if you could go back, you know, years ago, let's say fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. would you picture yourself doing what you're doing right now? As far as anything, I mean, as part as far as like doing the even the busy mom podcast, no, doing anything like no. that, you've mm-hmm. morphed and changed, and our mm-hmm. kids are going to do mm-hmm. that. That's exactly know? right, and I think really our focus, at least for for my husband and me, we 
our biggest desire is that our kids love the Lord. Yes. And what, whether they wash windows or do whatever. Whether they're an emergency room physician it, or they wash windows It's really down irrelevant. Bank. It you is know, irrelevant. It's, what's important is their eternal relationship mm -hmm. with God. And, and I think that's something that we have to keep in mind as we're parenting them and yep. mentoring them, that we want to keep bringing them back to the Savior. We want to keep bringing them back to the cross. And, um, and sometimes, you know, those teen years are often the time when our kids realize that they are sinners oh. and that they need a savior. Yeah. They they hit a wall. They fail miserably at something. They yeah. they sin. And instead of us beating them down about it, we talk to them with grace yeah. and we bring the grace of the cross to them and we gently are able to bring them to the cross. And for the mom who mm -hmm. feels like she's out of grace mm -hmm. or the mom who says, I appreciate you hiding Dorinda right. and what you're saying, but I'm done. <laughs> exactly. Right? I'm done. And yeah. I don't care if my kid moves out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. In fact, I wish he would. I've packed right. up his bags and he still won't go. Right. <laughs> you know, for that mom, I guess um, what I would like to say is, you know, consider when we consider the cross and what God did mm -hmm. for us, he covers our ungrace. That's and he right. will continue right. to do that. That's right. He continues to cover mm -hmm. it as we walk with him. Mm -hmm. And our job as parents is really to stick with our kids, is to it just is. go, okay, Lord, help me walk in relationship right. with this child. Now there's, like we talked about before in on the topic of forgiveness, there are going to be instances where your children need to be removed from your home. Right. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I know many good parents mm -hmm. whose children have become prodigals, mm -hmm. who've gone off the rails, who've become drug addicts, who've right. been living with their boyfriends or their girlfriends, who, for you know, whatever. And and sometimes because we have younger kids at home, right, we have to protect those kids and we make those decisions. Right. But I got to tell you, at least me now as a woman in her um, in her late forties, I got to say. I have a lot. I've, I've reserved a lot less judgment mm -hmm. because I recognize, oh my, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. this this mom, this dad, they need our prayers. And when you right. see a parent who's struggling, maybe you're not that parent mm -hmm. who's struggling. Maybe you're the parent whose oldest child is seven, right? <laughs> and you're looking at a mom whose sixteen or seventeen year old mm -hmm. kid is going off the rails, or right. they're giving her fits, and you're like, "Well, that's never going to happen to me." Right. I would just like to caution you right now. Mm -hmm. It very well could happen to you. That's right. Your children make their own choices, and they are responsible for those choices before the Lord. They re they reach an age of accountability. Mm -hmm. Whereas and parents, you've done what you can do, right? And none of us are immune no. to that. And I think it's I, I think that is so important. I mean, we it's I think it's it's good to learn yeah. from watching people around you. You know, to think you know I think that might not have been a good thing that they did. You know, yeah. there's a certain amount of that that's okay, but that that harsh judgment yeah. of, oh, this is what they did and this is why their kids messed up. That's right. Is is completely Boy, it's, unfair it's and out of line. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. Pray for them. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I, you and I were talking about this a couple of days ago uh, during when, when our oldest, when our 24-year-old was just a little. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 20, 21, whatever years ago, we were taking a parenting course. It was relatively <laughs> rigid. Uh, and I, I remember all the ungrace that mm -hmm. filled our church as a result mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. uh, people who were, we were yardsticking each other. Right. You know, looking to see whose kid behaved the best in exactly. church and whose kid was the most polite and who used the interrupt rule correctly. Right. <laughs> You know, all those things. And it, what it did was it, it fostered a, an atmosphere 
um, among us of competition right? rather than grace. And I just want to encourage you. Some of you are, are really tired tonight. Some of the moms listening to this mm-hmm. are just going, I, I give up. Mm-hmm. You know, they're screaming, uncle, you know, <laughs> they're waited up for their teen who's right. come in past curfew. They're mm-hmm. frustrated. They mm-hmm. feel discouraged. And um, as one parent of a teen said, I feel like I failed so bad. Mm-hmm. But the Lord gave his relentless love to me. Mm-hmm. And that is the kind of love I want to give to my teenager. That's the kind of love I'm going to pray when I go into his room and he's not there. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going right. to weep over his bed and I'm right. going to pray for him. I'm going to let him know that I'm going to be there in the morning, even though I came home drunk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to help him make uh, wise choices. And I'm going to let him know I'm praying for you right mm-hmm. now. Some of those moms need that encouragement. That's they need right. to know, don't give up. God's right. love for us is relentless. And you can do that without changing the standard, yes. without changing your the moral standard of your home. Yes. You can still love those, um, those yeah, teenagers even if, through that. Yeah, even whether he's off in far country. Exactly. Or he's just a little bit off the track, your responsibility to love that child does not right. change, but the standard mm-hmm. uh, the standard also does not change. And sometimes love is tough. Yes. I think Dobson has a book on that. Dr. Dobson does called yeah. T- Tough Love. And, boy, and, Dr. Dobson, boy, do I appreciate him. Oh, we'll leave, we'll yeah. link back to him. Preparing right. for adolescence, bringing up boys, mm-hmm. love must be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy who has written some great stuff. Right. Parenting uh, the adolescent, preparing for adolescence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The strong-willed child. The strong-willed child. <laughs> Heaven help us. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So important. Just to remember, you guys, the payoff is worth it. And be thinking about what your payoff will be. As you, as we uh, kind of wrap up this podcast today, we want to just leave you with, with a couple of thoughts. The first one is that God doesn't guarantee a U-turn with your teen, but he does mm-hmm. make them possible. And your job as a parent is to come alongside your child and continually remind them of the truth. I think that's one of the things that we're, we've messed up on in the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're we telling our kids, or the culture is telling the kids, the Bible doesn't have absolute truth in it. Right. But we want to encourage you to let you know that the Bible said in Isaiah that the grass withers in the flower phase, but God's word will stand forever. Right. It does not change. And that there is comfort and peace in that his standard does not change. His love for your child, his love for you does not change. And that's what our kids need to know, that God who sent his son to die for them loves them and will pursue them mm-hmm. relentlessly, that that is God's heart toward them. So if that's you, if you're exhausted and tired, we're going to talk about this more in the next podcast, just being tired as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's you tonight, take heart. The Lord um, the Lord is with you. Isaiah 9, 6, 6 is a reminder of who God is. He's the Prince of Peace. The Bible says he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Oh my goodness, we need his counsel, don't we? Mm. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Um, I love that. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Boy, what a, right. what a verse for a, a, a mom with teenagers. Mm-hmm. Do not worry about anything. Pray for everything. Get your war room That's set right. up, women, and go to prayer. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.